Hello, everybody, and welcome to one of the first solo podcast episodes I have done in a while. It is so good to be back. There have just been so many incredible changes that have happened. I feel like I've had a second awakening, so many amazing things that you will get all the details on in all future episodes. But the universe has just been saying to me, Katie, there is just still so much I want you to share so many channeled messages and downloads, and I just want to get it out there as quickly and as potently as I can, hence why I'm jumping back on to podcasting. So today's episode is one that we'll probably all relate to, and that is the fear of judgment. I know I experienced this at the beginning of my business, um, you know, imposter syndrome. Many of us, especially if you are in business, this is something that holds a lot of people back. And it is something that actually makes me quite sad because so many incredible souls who have such a powerful mission, who are changing lives, just become paralyzed by the fear of judgment and don't actually enable themselves to get their mission out there because of this fear. So it's so important that we understand what it truly is, the root cause of it. We can eradicate it for good. And when it does come up sometimes, like sometimes, you know, when I slip into unconsciousness, when my ego starts to be that devil on my shoulder, I can really come back into the truth of who I am and not let something like the fear of judgment actually inhibit me from getting my divine mission out there. So I'm going to be breaking down what judgment is and how to really release that fear so you can truly walk in your power. So first of all, when we're talking about judgment and fear of judgment, it is not about escaping judgment. That's the first thing that we need to get really, really clear on. It is not about trying to be the perfect coach, the perfect person, be a people pleaser so that we can make sure everybody loves us and that there is no going to be no judgment. That is falling into a trap of being out of integrity to who you really are right? I want you to recognize that judgment, although it is not, it's not rooted in love, judgment really comes from the ego. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. But judgment, I believe is always going to be there, right? Judgment is part of the darkness. It is part of the contrast. It is a projection. And instead of how can I curate my life to be so perfect, so that I eradicate all judgment and I avoid all judgment. It is how can I learn to shift my relationship with judgment so that even when I receive a lot of judgment, I am still untouched. I am still unshakable. And even when you have those little moments and you slip back, you'll know how to pull yourself back out again. So this is the important thing. It's not about how can I, you know, change things, and especially, you know, if you are wanting to avoid judgment, you'll just end up literally living in a hole and not living a life at all. Because no matter what you do, you will be judged. No matter what you do, whether you stay in your job or you decide to start a quit and start a business, you will still be judged, right? Actually, it's a really, really amazing story that I want to tell you guys which goes to show that judgment is always there. And I learned this when I was studying kinesiology. 
by the way, this is also a video episode. So if you tune in to this episode on Spotify, you should be able to see me um, in video format so we can connect a little bit more. I want to start doing video podcasts. So this story is about a man, his son, and a donkey. And we learned this one in school. And it really just changes your perception of university, actually. So essentially, this man, his son, and a donkey are going on this journey, are going on this trek. And they decide, well, how are we going to utilize what we have to get to point B? And so in the beginning, they say, well, let's um, make the father ride on the donkey. So that way, you know, he's older, it'll be good. So they go through the first town, they pass through the first town with the father riding on the donkey and everyone in the town goes, oh my goodness, look at them. This poor young boy, he is having to walk and the father is on the donkey. So selfish of them. So they decide, okay, they didn't like that. The next time we pass through a town, let's switch. Let's make it so that the son rides on the donkey instead because we didn't get a very good you know, feedback on that one. We got criticized a lot, a lot of judgment. So then the son, the next time they pass through town, the son is riding on the donkey because I thought that's the best way to do it. As they were going through this town and passing by, they said, oh my goodness, what a selfish son. He is riding on the donkey and his old poor father is having to walk. That is just horrible. Judgment, judgment, judgment. So I said, oh my goodness. Okay, let's try again. Third time, third time lucky. The third time they do it, they decide let's both ride on the donkey. All right, both of us. So there's no complaints, no questions. We're both riding the donkey. They get on, they pass through the third town and then people say, Oh my goodness, poor donkey. There are two of them now riding on this poor donkey, which is so heavy. It can barely carry them. They are so selfish. And so they are sick of all the criticism. They are sick of all the judgment. They decide, you know what? No one's going to ride on the donkey. So by the time they pass through the fourth town, they decide that both the father and the son are going to walk and the donkey is going to not carry anyone. And as they are walking through this town and they are just had enough of the judgment, the people say, wow, look at this stupid father and son. They've got a donkey and they aren't using it. Do they even understand the purpose of a donkey? And this story really resonated with, with me because it goes to show no matter what you change in your life, you try to please one group, you try to appease the other, people will always have something to say, especially with their limited perception of you, but also based on their own stories, their own narratives, their own beliefs. And in that moment of time, they truly don't know the full picture. You know, how can you receive judgment from someone who most of the time truly don't, doesn't even know you. Like we look at these keyboard warriors, people, you know, tearing down your business. Most of the people who, if they are judging you, with, with a, which a lot of the time people aren't, we just, it's a fear. It's not actually something that is true. It's people whose judgment doesn't even matter. People who aren't even in the arena. Who are you to say how I'm supposed to be running my business, right? Or people from our past who are irrelevant to the mission that we were building. People like our ex-boyfriend or our ex-boss or, you know, our um, great auntie and we have all these fears around these people but are these people 
your ideal client? Are these people the people who you are trying to change their lives and serve them and get your message out there? And no, it's not relevant to you. And are you really going to disrespect yourself and change who you are and change the way that you show up and dilute your message purely because of people's who opinions really truly don't matter? And people's opinions that you should not be giving a fuck about, a flying fuck about, honestly. So this is the thing about judgment. Firstly, understanding it is always going to be there. It is not about how can I hide and dim my light and just live under a rock so that I'm not judged. But it is worth, this is your affirmation, it is worth me shining my light and being judged than not going out there at all. I would rather face and receive judgment than hold myself back and do nothing in life. We only have one life and our purpose is to live authentically as we can to our true state of being and also serve and help the people. And as as long as you do both those things, you're doing what the universe sent you here to do. And no tiny bit of judgment is an excuse to stop yourself from living that divine mission. And that is really what we're going to be going into next. So first of all, understanding that is what judgment is. And a lot of the time, well, all of the time, judgment is coming from a place of a lack of love. Judgment comes from the ego. And someone who truly loves themselves deeply is actually not able to judge someone else. So whenever I receive this judgment from other people, I always remind myself that is not the truth. That is a projection of how they perceive me. And the whole world is you pushed out. So when you understand that, you will know that the way in which people perceive you positively or negatively is actually an extension and a projection of how they perceive themselves. You are incapable of judging someone else without at the same time judging yourself. Every time you have a judgment, no matter how big or how small, you are indirectly judging yourself. So when I receive these judgments, I see them for what they are. I see them as ego projections. I see them as someone who is hurting deeply inside. And again, this can be a direct judgmental attack like a comment or someone trying to sabotage you. It can also just be energy. You know, a lot of us, as we are energetic beings and light workers, we can feel sometimes this energy from other people that they just don't like me. They've got some issue with me. And that judgment is coming passively as well. And I just send love and open my heart to all of this. And I'm okay with receiving that judgment because I understand that these people are hurting inside. I understand that these people don't love themselves because it is not possible to love yourself and to judge. And I realized that it is this judgment that these people hold and harbor that is actually the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. There is so much judgment and hate and evil and darkness in this world because people are so lost. They're so disconnected from themselves. They're so disconnected from God. They're so disconnected from the truth of the quantum that they project egoic patterns, that they, you know, allow their trauma to hurt other people, hurt themselves. And what they really need, what this world needs more of is light workers to help uplift people 
to be true embodiments of love, to share messages that come directly from divine love, right? So understanding that judgment is a projection, judgment comes from a lack of love, right? And so understanding and seeing these people, you'll see it differently. You'll see, wow, that's truly how you feel about yourself. The fact that they see that in me is what they see in themselves and they are hurting so deeply and so badly. And so that means I need to keep doing what I'm doing. It can also often be jealousy as well. You are doing something, you're showing them that you're doing it, but they're not. Oftentimes people can, you know, have judgment when deep inside part of them are inspired, but they won't, but they'll turn that inspiration into almost resentment and regret. So someone who maybe sees you living in your light, living in your mission, and truly deep down, they wish that they could liberate themselves to live that life as well, but they hold themselves back. And when they see you liberate, when they see you living in the light, when they see you in their mission, in your mission, sorry, they then feel that pang and that stab of jealousy and judgment. And they try to pull you down to make themselves feel better because they feel ashamed that you have achieved what they dream to achieve, but won't admit to themselves. That's what jealousy is. Jealousy is inspiration cloaked in, in not claiming what you actually desire. When you are jealous of someone or something that someone has, you are actually saying, I want that, but I am denying myself. I want that, but I don't think I can have it. And that is the difference. One tiny tweak in your perception and your mindset, you can decide and understand it's not jealousy, but it is inspiration because yes, she has it. And because we are all one, I get to have that too. I get to access that too. It is the universe showing me that because she can have it, because she can achieve it, so can I. It is equally available to me. And I get to choose to share the abundance from others. Abundance is never owned by anyone. Abundance is shared. One person's abundance is another person's abundance, right? So it is understanding all of this and releasing it. Even for yourself, when I'm speaking about judgment, don't just look at other people's judgments. Look at notice how you judge within yourself. And notice what parts of yourself maybe you need to love and you need to integrate and release so that you can be a more loving person. Because the more we are in judgment, the more we are in lack, the more we are in darkness, the more we are in ego. And that's not how we want to operate. The whole purpose of this world is coming back to oneness, coming back into the light, coming back into our soul's truth. And that starts with making decision in every moment, judgment or acceptance, light or dark ego or soul. You have that choice every moment of every day and you just need to claim it. You just need to take self-responsibility. So understanding judgment now, we bring in the fear of judgment because judgment is one thing, but to fear judgment is another. Fear in itself is a separation of love. Fear does not exist when we love. And I'm not talking about just, I love myself and I love other people. No, I'm talking about deep-seated, deep-rooted love, a love that extends beyond physical being, but a love that is transcendent, a love that is connected to the divine. It is God's love, spirit's love, the universe's love. It is actually the only thing that exists. 
Because when you don't live in this perpetual, beautiful, all-encompassing state of love, you are living a lie. There are only two states in which you can live in, in this reality, love or a lack of love. And it's the same when I say you're either in the quantum or you're not. The quantum is love. That's all it is. It's the energy of love. So you're either in love or you're not in everything that you are doing, right? In every action that you take, in every word that you speak, ask yourself, am I living in divine love? Is this coming from the depths of my soul of love or is this coming from lack? And when we experience things such as fear, all fear is, is a separation from love. All fear is, is a projection of the mind. A fear is something that does not exist, but we project based off our mind into what we assume will happen when it's never really here. All that is here is the now. I can fear something that I'm going to do in two minutes or an hour or a week, but that's not now. And anything that's not in the now is an illusion. Same as a lack of love. A lack of love is an illusion. If anything that is a lack of love is an illusion and fear itself stems from a lack of love, then fear is an illusion. Receive that. Fear is an illusion. Fear is a projection of the mind. And I love to remind people that our mind has the power to create anything. It can create evil and it can create ego and it can create fear and anxiety and depression, but it can also create love. It can also create inspiration. It can also create manifestation and abundance and anticipation for good. And in each moment, just like I said, you have the capacity to choose love or not love. You also can choose fear or inspiration. Fear and the anticipation of good, the expectancy, basically like pessimism and optimism are equally available to you. They're two sides of the same spectrum. What is optimism? It's believing that something good will happen. What is pessimism? It is the fear and believing that something bad will happen. You have equal capacity for both. In this now moment, the fear of something bad and the positive belief of something good is equal. You can choose where to guide and channel your energy. You can choose to believe in good or you can choose to believe in bad. And so when I am in fear, when you experience worry and anxiety, just ask yourself, what if I decided to use my imagination? Because that's all it is. Fear is just your imagination projecting into a negative consequence. What if I decided to shift that into something good? Because that's the same thing. All I'm doing is using my imagination. All I'm doing is channeling energy into a projection into the future, which is not real, right? And so this is the true understanding and dissection of fear the true root of fear is a lack of love the true root of fear is a separation from love it's a separation from god from universe divine because you do not understand that you're a, a part of a greater picture that you are always always supported and everything that happens to you even if it is perceived as negative is always in your greatest good everything is always working in your favor but you just cannot see it right now in this moment but if you look back at everything in your life, you'll understand that it was all for your greatest good. It had to happen. And can you have that same perception now and everything that you go to, even if it doesn't make sense in this moment, I trust that it is for my greatest good. And I can have faith and I can surrender to this is exactly what is supposed to happen. And so what, what fear is there? 
What fear is there to have when I know I'm being supported by God in every single step that I take? There is no need to fear a lack of love. There is no need to fear in general because every time I step into fear, I step away from God. Every time I decide to play into fear and give it my attention, I am not one with the universe. I am not one with the quantum because I'm not in love. I'm in illusion. And so that's also part of your responsibility. If you want to live equal and and in the divine, if you want to live in the quantum, then you've got to dissolve fear and worry and anxiety and all of these symptoms of the mind because it's all a lack of love. When you come into love, you will understand that fear does not exist anywhere but the mind. God and the universe never just wanted us to experience fear, right? It doesn't you know, want us to go into these illusions, right? Unless it is for our highest good. So that is the understanding of fear itself. It is a choice to get yourself out of that. You know, a lot of the time, we can go into, why do I fear this? And why do I fear that? And looking at my past and limiting belief work. And it is amazing. But with all of this, with fear and anxiety and all of these distortions of the mind, you can also decide in one moment to come back to love. Because the root of all of these problems is just a separation from love. And it's as easy as making that one choice. I often remind people that as quickly as it takes you to separate from love is as quickly as it takes you to remember love again, to root yourself back into love and back into being and back into consciousness. Sometimes it can just take one second or one thing to trigger us and we're in unconscious patterns and we're out of love and we're in separation and we're in illusion and we are fighting against ourselves. We're trying to get back, trying to remember. You don't try. It doesn't take time because the universe is only here now. Love is only here now. It only takes one second, this moment, to release fear. It only takes one second to commune back with God. It only takes one second to get back into the quantum. And for those who are listening right now and feel the potency and strength of this, I want you to come back in. Whatever fears that you have, whatever negative illusions that you have in your mind, I want you to surrender it right now. I want you to decide in this now moment, I am surrendering all my unconscious patterns and giving it all up to God and the universe because it's not my responsibility. It is not my place to live in the illusion of a lack of love. That is not authentically me. True authenticity is me living in alignment with love. And so I surrender it. I leave it. I don't need to do any more work. I don't need to try. I don't need to work my way towards releasing love. You just decide. You make that potent decision right now to release it. And this is the deep inner work. Realizing your power to release something in a moment. It's quicker than a second. It's a moment. It's now. That's as long as it takes you. And once you understand this, you no longer have to dig. You no longer have to keep doing this endless cycle of mindset work. Why isn't it working? Because the mind is the problem, not the answer. The mind is the problem, not the solution. You cannot fight the mind with the mind. Only love can release the mind of its egoic illusions. 
So coming back into that, take a deep breath and just release and exhale. It gets to be that simple. We're told that we need to do this and that and we dig into all of our problems when what if it's just a decision? What if it's just a moment? What if it's just coming back to love? Anything that's not love is a lie. If you're not living in love, you're living a lie. And that's when you suffer. So coming back into judgment and understand that judgment is really an extension of people's ego. It is people who aren't living in love. And so I extend my heart and I have compassion for them. And I invite you to forgive them and have compassion for them because they truly do not know what they do. If they could be better, they would. If that was really possible to them, but they're stuck. We've all been there. We've all once, you know, been in our ego, being that judgmental person, projected onto others and shaming them doesn't actually get people out of judgment. Being, you know, blaming them and projecting back onto them and facing ego with ego. Ego can't fight ego, it just creates a bigger ego. And that's where our reality is at the moment, right? It's a lot of ego, mind, thoughts, illusions, and it's just growing bigger and bigger. And so, yes, there is a lot of judgment. If we look realistically, you know, out there, logically out there into this world, we can see a lot of judgment and hate and egoic patterns and unconsciousness. And that isn't a reason to give up on your mission, to give up on your message, to throw in the towel. In fact, it is a reason to keep going. Most of you who are listening to this podcast right now, you, you are a light worker. You resonate and connect with that, whether you are a coach, a mentor, a healer, or you, know, you're, you work in some kind of other industry where you are helping people, your mission is to serve, you understand that in every action and in everything that you show up and do, you are spreading light, you are spreading love, you are dissolving the illusion, the lie we talked about, right, which is the illusion of the lack of love, an illusion of suffering, an illusion that you are separate to the divine and that you get to suffer in pain when there is more out there. We get to show people there's a different way. We don't have to live in your ego anymore. And it's not necessarily our job to transform the people who hate us and to help those who don't want to be helped. But the more judgment that we see and the more judgment that arises, the more ego that arises within our world, the more we have to counterbalance that with our light and with our mission. And so Yes, we might not be directly working with these people in our field, but the more love that we embody, the more people truly rooted in their mission, the more we can dispel and dissolve this ego darkness that is shrouding us at the moment. And when you see that, you see that darkness, that cloud, that fog, and you think, it's going to overcome me. I, I can't stand up. I can't share my voice. It's too much. But actually, these people need to see the light. They need to see you doing what you are doing, even if it triggers them. The more people standing in their light, sharing their truth, the less power the ego has indirectly, right? It's all linking indirectly. It's not about needing to speak to these people directly or change them or force them or anything like that. But it's just by being in your light, by being in your mission, you inadvertently uplift the consciousness of the whole planet and that's why there is no excuse to not follow through on the divine mission that you are here to share and do it doesn't matter if it's illogical it doesn't matter if you're experiencing judgment release the fears surrender them to god and receive what you are here to actually do 
So don't let judgment stop you. Let judgment be the reason. Yeah, there's so much judgment. And that means we need to show up more. That means we need to show our light more. That means we need to help the world more and serve more. Every person that judges, we need more people in their light. And you are one of them. If you're listening to this podcast, you are a light worker. You're here to really help the people. And remembering that the more we step into our light and the more we serve, the more we help, the more we threaten people who are unconscious. People who are unconscious and in the ego are threatened by people not in the ego. Because what is the ego? It is this illusion part of our mind. And when you wake up, when you are in the now, your ego dies. And so the ego is threatened by anything that may result in its own death. The ego is threatened by those who live in the light. The ego are threatened by those who are truly authentic and in the now and have surrendered their mind because the ego knows that is the end, right? It's that simple. That is the end of the ego when you decide to come back into the truth that you already know. And so when we share our truth without the ego, the ego sees that and is threatened. It's thre- it, it wants to defend its reality and its past realities and its pain. It wants to defend its position as being a victim. And so it holds on and so it grasps. And so therefore it judges. It feels threatened, so it needs to defend itself and it attacks through judgment. So recognize that the work we are doing, it is profound. The work that you are doing is changing the world. It is disrupting the status quo. And when you disrupt the status quo, they feel threatened and they attack through judgment. And so when you receive these attacks, know that you are threatening their reality in a positive way. You are disrupting their reality in a way that one day will shake them so hard that they will wake up to the illusion that they have been living in, right? And so judgment, not only is it important to to keep going because of judgment, but judgment is a confirmation that you are on the right path. Judgment is a confirmation that you are on the right path. If you are not receiving judgment, you're not being disruptive enough. And what we really need is we don't need more stories. You don't need more egoic patterns. You don't need more of this crap. What we need is true truth. What we need is true light, right? Is, is messages and words that come from the core of our being. And that is disruptive. And that is going to receive lots of judgment because of the people who feel threatened because of the people who are still stuck in the illusion. So judgment is a confirmation that you are doing something right. If you're doing something normal and that confirms the old egoic ways of society, you're not going to be judged, right? And so understand that history in the making requires judgment. If you are history in the making, and I know if you're listening to this podcast, you are, you're changing the world, you're changing the path, you're here to disrupt. And I don't care if that's one post, I don't care if you have 200 followers. It's not about that. It's about your passion and potency and belief in what you are doing. Then of course you will be judged because you are ahead of the game. You are a pioneer. You're the top 1%. You know, it's like what percentage of people are fucking awake nowadays? A very small percentage of people. And so we are waking up first. 
we are changing history. We are ahead of the curve. And so therefore we're history in the making. And if you if you know, if you look back into anyone who started something early, anyone who was a pioneer and innovator, they were judged before it took off. And once it became mainstream, that is when the judgment left, like, you know, dissolved and when it lessened, right? And so then if you're doing something mainstream, you're not going to be judged. If you're doing something innovative, expect to be judged. And we can look at that in you know, the first people who stood up for women's rights. It wasn't a mainstream thing until it was. And the same with you, same with products like Apple. When Apple first announced, you know, touchscreen iPhone, um, Nokia was like, what is this? This is a fad. This is not going to last. This is just a trend. Forget about it. And now look at Nokia. Where are they? You know, look at Blockbuster. They were the thing and then it died and Netflix. And, and you know, Blockbuster said that Netflix weren't going to work either. Because there are people who don't see it in that infancy stage where you do, but no one else does. But all it takes is you to trust that you are the evidence. You're going to receive backlash. You're going to receive judgment because you are creating a movement. You are creating a legacy. You are creating a revolution that is so loud. Some people are just going to be shaken up and threatened and they're going to want to attack but you can't attack the truth. You cannot dismantle and attack the truth because the truth is always there. Consciousness is always there. You will not be brought down because what you are sharing is rooted in divine truth. Only the ego can be destroyed. You cannot. So remember that, hold on to that. And if you're not being judged, you're not playing big enough. So it is a confirmation that you are on the right path. So we all have a divine mission. I truly believe that. And it doesn't necessarily mean something so big as changing the world, but you are changing the world inadvertently. You don't know it just by being authentically you. You inspire people every single day with your light. We need to follow our divine mission. That is our number one priority. That is why we're put here on earth. We're put here on earth as children of the divine, children of the universe, and we're here to create. We have this beautiful ability to interact with the physical world, to create, to birth, to dance, to play, and that is our purpose. And so nothing can get in the way between you and what you are here to share. You are God's messenger. You are here to create and birth this mission that you were given, and you know clearly what that is. Your heart and your soul is begging for you to do that thing that's probably illogical, that probably doesn't make sense. And you are here to do that. And you're here to walk that mission. And so whenever you get stuck in distortions of fear, of anxiety, of I'm getting distracted, oh, it's just too much, come back into your why. Your mission will carry you through every single bump and hurdle in your journey because nothing is strong enough to dismantle the divine mission that you came here to deliver. Every day you wake up and you ignite that burning passion within you to create and share that mission of yours, whether that is through speaking, writing, dancing, playing, expressing, that is your priority, your number one priority here on this earth. And by you avoiding that, 
And by you ignoring that and not bringing that to life, you were disrespecting the divine. You were disrespecting God's desire to use you as a channel, to use you as a chosen one, to bring the divine mission to life. And so most of us, when we want to throw in the towel, most of us, when we get poisoned by fear of judgment, we become paralyzed and, and we just want to give up. It's because you are lacking devotion. Again, you can go into each one of your fears and try to dissect it when the truth is all you need is love and devotion. Love and devotion are the only things that really exist. So if you're truly devoted every single day to your mission, fear is like a fly. It's a little nuisance. It's like a little mosquito, a little fly trying to attack you when you know you're so much bigger than that. It's like a, a, someone throwing a pebble at you. That's how big your mission is. But then our mind, it our mind amplifies the pebble, distorts it, and creates it as a boulder. Right? That's what it is. Fear, anxiety, worry, it's all these tiny little pebbles being thrown at us. And we can keep walking. But what our mind does is it distorts the perception of these pebbles, amplifies them with fear and turns them into boulders. And so when you're walking along your path and all of a sudden these pebbles begin to grow into massive boulders and now you're stuck, you're locked in, I can't move anymore, I'm paralyzed, I give up. That's what's happening in your mind. And some people, that's their end. That's a dead end they've created. But you, you see what are really these boulders? You see through it. And when you realize you've created a boulder out of a pebble, you shrink it down back to its original size and you keep walking, right? So every time you see these self-created boulders in your way, fear, worry, distraction, I don't have enough time, all these things, Take self-responsibility. Where have I made a pebble a boulder when really it's nothing, when really it is an illusion, when really I can just I can just clear and see through the veil of my mind and my ego because the only thing that I need to keep my eyes open to is the love that is created and my devotion to my divine mission. There is no excuse not to show up. I don't care what you say. There is no excuse. And all you need to do is show up. All you need to do is share. All you need to do is just one post. Whatever it is, you know what you need to do. Because otherwise it's a disservice, right? And making the, the excuse that I don't want to show up, I don't want to do the thing because I'm fearful of judgment, it's actually so disrespectful. It's actually a disservice. It's actually selfish. You're not going to show up and fulfill your mission because one person's judging you or because of the thought that someone might. Then you don't really care about your mission at all because your mission should be so strong and so big and so powerful that no matter what someone else thinks, it is never enough of a reason to stop creating your divine mission. It is selfish for you to put your fears first before someone else's life. 
You know, most of us in what we're doing, we're changing people's lives, right? And so by you holding yourself back, you are impacting someone's life that could have been positively influenced by you. So remember that, connect back, tune into the devotion, tune into all of the people, all of the lives, all of the transformations you're going to create. Nothing, nothing, trust me, nothing is worth you giving that up. That is selfish. Put the universe first, put the transformations first, put the people first. If you're not going to do it for yourself, at least do it for the people. But even then, that's disrespecting yourself, right? Come back into it, dissolve it, dissolve these boulders and realize that fear itself is an illusion. There is nothing to fear in this now moment. The universe is always on your side. You are always supported. There is so much love there. And if you connect to your vision and mission, then nothing is big enough to tear you down. So that is all for today. I really hope that this message was able to open up your heart into a new way of seeing things, whether you have a business or not, to understand truly what is judgment, what is fear, and and really connecting back into your mission. We all have a mission, big or small, it doesn't matter. We all have a mission and making sure we move forth with love. So if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know and I will see you in the next one. Bye for now.